Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leader in Red, hosted by myself, Natalie Hansford. Not gonna lie, I'm a little pissed right now because I already recorded this. <laughs> I, well, not the whole thing. I already recorded probably about 10 minutes of intro, and I was like, I had a bad feeling for some reason. I paused it. I don't usually do that. Anyways, I paused it and I went back and played it and I can hear a loud screech and I could barely hear myself talking. It was just technology issues. Anyways, I'm re-recording this so hopefully it's as good as the first time because I really thought I had a good motion going on with that intro. Anyways, things happen. You gotta deal with them. Let's redo this. So... I recently am starting a challenge and I'm starting tomorrow because today's Monday and like, I don't really feel like starting a challenge on a Monday, even though I guess the hypocrites, my other Instagram post I've made in the past, but I want to start a challenge tomorrow, effective immediately. I'm going to be taking caffeine out of my diet, specifically coffee, because if I took all of caffeine out of my diet, then I would be a zombie, but anyways, I'm taking coffee out of my diet and I got the inspiration from Jillian, who was on my podcast a couple months ago, maybe two months ago. And she recently took out coffee out of her diet and she says that you had a lot of, she has a lot of mood swings, but she feels a lot more energized in the morning. And that is my goal in life to wake up and be so energized that I don't need caffeine. Like what is life? Like I need coffee to wake up in the morning and be even slightly productive. Never mind waking up and just being a whole new woman. Like I'm so down for that. I want to try it out. I'm someone who wakes up and I need coffee before I do anything. Like I am such a bitch when I wake up. I need coffee to get in the zone and get anything done, especially when I need to actually focus on something. I need my cup of coffee. So for me, this is going to be really challenging. Even when she posted it on her story being like, what are your experiences? I was like, oh my gosh, don't do it. It's the worst. And here I am like a week later, I'm like, I'm going to try it. <laughs> but I've tried it before. I think I went like three days maximum because I got the worst headaches, throbbing migraines, and I could not focus because the headaches were so bad. But I also do yoga now. So I think maybe the mixture between the two will really help. My goal is to honestly just have a cup of coffee or sorry, <laughs> coffee is on my mind, to not have a cup of coffee in the morning and be able to be as productive, if not more productive in the morning and maybe even just have more energy in the day and not crash. Because I do know that when you have caffeine and you have that half day crash, that is usually why. So anyways, that's something that I am going to do a challenge on. I posted about it on my Instagram. If you have had experience with it, have any tips or tricks, or you're interested in trying it out with me, comment on my latest Instagram post. Leader in Red Podcast is my handle. And go check out the post and let me know your thoughts and your experience with dealing with this, cutting out coffee out of your diet. 
Anyways, let's get on with this podcast. I wanted to have a topic today and the reason why I want to talk about it is because of my experience today. I was on a conference call today with some of the owners of the company and we were talking about something that we want to implement within our strategic um, goals within the company and how we're going to move forward with a certain, um, a certain way of doing things. So I was on a conference call with probably about four people and everyone was lenient on one decision of what to do. So if there was decision A or decision B of what to do in terms of like strategy, how to deal with it. And everyone was wanting to do strategy B. And I was honestly not agreeing with them. And I didn't really say anything at first. I like to take in as much information as possible. I like to stay quiet at first and then I will bounce back and say my opinion. But I wasn't really chatty for the first bit because I didn't agree with it. And I wanted to make sure that I was gathering in all the information as to why they felt that way before expressing why I thought otherwise. And I did end up doing that. I waited. And at the end, I really did express how I felt. And some of them ended up agreeing with me. And that's why I kind of thought about doing this podcast because not everyone knows how to sell an idea. Not everyone knows how to sell themselves. Not everyone knows how to communicate what they want to say or their ideas to people, especially when those ideas are maybe not something that is everyone's agreeing with or anyone understands or something that's very new and it scares a lot of people, especially when it has to do with technology or change because a lot of people think that's scary. So I wanted to do a topic on how to sell your idea, especially an idea that not everyone agrees with. And again, whether it's yourself, you're selling yourself, you're selling a product, you're selling a strategy, and maybe you're just in an interview and you're trying to get a job. These skills are going to help you within your professional life, your career, and just overall what you're doing on a daily basis. And I really think that maybe if you're listening to this, you are able to go into that next sales meeting or maybe do a presentation in front of a group of people and get that sale or sell that idea that you had on your mind for a while. And maybe this will help you just be a little bit more confident in how you're delivering it. So let's get right into it. The first couple I felt, I just kind of, to be honest, I wrote down a couple that I was thinking about. I have my idea book <laughs> and I wrote down a couple I was thinking with and they kind of just like flew out. So I'm going to try and explain them as best as I can. And if I have some difficulties, then that's okay too. <laughs> so the first one that I have is let others explain themselves. Don't cut people off. Don't let them not finish articulating what they think because they might change your mind. They might actually have a better idea. You never know. And if you're that person that doesn't think that anyone has a better idea than yourself or you're always right, then 
that's not a great way to approach things, especially professionally. So my first one is just let others finish exactly what they're thinking and articulate their words properly and listen to them. And again, it might add on to your idea or you can mush the two together and create an even better idea because there's different perspectives in life. Or you're just letting them finish what they're saying, respectfully letting them finish what they're saying, and then you can articulate your thoughts as well. So that is my first one. Never interrupt and let people articulate their thoughts. Yours is not the only thought that's important. The next one I have here is know your weaknesses, but also know your strengths. Your strengths are so important when you're talking. Even for myself, I really like freely talking. I hate memorizing. Memorizing freaks me the hell out. And if I have to memorize something, I will probably start stuttering and like walk away. I don't know why. But I like freely talking. I don't like to have something in front of my face that I have to read. And usually when I do have something that I have to read, I end up just not using it and just freely talking anyways and just have it hold. Like I'm just holding this piece of paper for no reason. So I really do like freely talking, articulating my words properly, and I like talking to people. My weakness is that I really don't like presenting when I know no one in the room. It really makes me uncomfortable. Um, I know there's the whole like joke of picture people in their underwear, but as long as I have one person I know there and I'm comfortable with, I will actually succeed a lot more and it will make me just a little bit more comfortable and confident. Again, I really just don't like expressing my ideas to people that I don't understand. And I think the reason for that is usually when you're selling something, you're selling to a person. You're selling your ideas and you're you're selling what you're thinking of. Usually I'll take people's personality and who they are and I'll sell them based on their personality and the way they think. So I really like to get to know people before I actually sell or present to them because that way I can present in a way that they understand it and kind of just use themselves against themselves in a way. Sorry, I'm like staring at Yuna and she's trying to catch a fly and it's the funniest thing ever. Yuna, I don't think you're going to catch the fly, honey. (laughs) She's like looking at me like, bitch, yes, I am. I'm going to catch this fly. Anyways, sorry about that. That was completely off topic. But I like to sell to the people that are in the room. So I like to get to know their personality just a little bit more, understand what they need, and then sell them based on that. Um, Obviously, when you're selling an idea or a product or a service, you need to know what their need is in order to sell them an idea. So if you understand maybe a weakness that they want to overcome or a product that they need they don't have or a service that can strengthen their business as a whole, that is a better way of selling because you actually already know the gaps and you just got to fill them in. So that is probably why I like to know them a little bit before, before I sell. And this one kind of ties into it all, but sell yourself And that's how you win the sale. You got to sell yourself and nothing is worse. And I'm sure everyone has been there. Nothing is worse than being sold something from a shitty salesperson or like a needy, bad salesperson. Those telemarketer calls, they're not all bad. 
They're not all bad, but there's some telemarketer calls that you're like, stop calling me, take me off your list, please. And thank you. Never call again. And it's just so annoying. Like there's nothing worse than just getting those telemarketer calls. Like who has time for that shit? Not me. So honestly, just selling yourself and being yourself. And another idea was I heard this story on the radio and this one guy was talking about this really funny telemarketer. And even though they didn't even want what they were selling, they ended up buying because they thought the guy was funny. And it's so true. Like you're selling yourself and if you're confident and you're freely talking and you're just speaking freely and being yourself, you're going to have, you're going to be more likely to actually make that sale because you're selling you rather than just the product. If they know that you're behind the brand, they're more likely to trust you and give you whatever you want in terms of understanding your idea or maybe the product and service that you are selling. Trust is honestly a no brainer. The most important thing when it comes to the sales process. Sometimes your ideas may not be original. (laughs) That sounds so harsh, but it's so true. Like sometimes you've heard it on the radio or you saw it on a TV show or you saw it on Instagram and you want to try it out. And that's totally okay. Sometimes your ideas may not be original, but you are because you're a part of the idea. So if you're not selling a product or service or you're selling an idea like I was today, Be yourself and be passionate. Show your knowledge in what you're selling and know that I tried this, so this is why I think this. Or your passion of freely speaking about something that you truly believe in. You can't sell something that you don't believe in. And people have done it, but it's just not as authentic. Sharing and sharing your experience and your expertise in the topic is really great too. Everyone likes to trust people that know what they're talking about, especially when they're bringing on an idea that may be a big change within the workplace or maybe within the company as a whole, just completely depending on what it is. But if there's something, it's something that they're not used to. Of course, they want to know that you've been there, you've experienced it, you know what you're talking about, you did research on it and you compared it to all the other ideas you've already heard, but this is the best one because of this. Always give a reasoning and just... Be passionate in what you're doing. The next one is learn how to connect and communicate. I said this a little bit in like the second comment, but learn how to connect and communicate because if you're able to connect with someone off the bat, they're more likely to listen to what you have to say. If you're not connecting and you don't show relevance to that person, they may just honestly ignore you. You'll be talking and they'll just, it'll go right over their head. Having mutual respect with that person and connecting with them will just allow them to actually listening to what you're saying and maybe just put your idea into real terms and actually make it happen rather than say, yeah, 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 whatever. And then the conversation's over and it never gets talked about again. So connecting with the individuals and having that mutual respect communicating with them on their level of communication. So understanding, again, the person that you're speaking to and communicate the way that they like to articulate their words and communicate. 
Sometimes when I'm talking to someone or expressing my idea or selling a service to someone who is all over the place, can't sit still and can't focus, I really like to catch them when they're maybe at their beginning of their day so they're not as distracted. Whenever I am talking to someone and I really want their full attention, I just ask that they leave their phone down and they don't look at it because I really would like to express my idea. Or honestly, sometimes first thing in the morning is the best because they're not as busy, they haven't started their day already, so you're going to catch them at a time where they haven't even dove into their day. And also, sometimes when you catch them at the end of the day, it's really bad because they're already tired, their brain's already full, they've already made enough ideas for that day or made enough decisions that day. So putting another thing on their plate and either selling them something or trying to articulate your idea. Oh my gosh, she just caught the fly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm way off topic today, but Yuna just jumped in midair and caught the fly. Wow. Honestly, this just proves that you can do anything in life. Like, it doesn't matter how little or big your dream is, you can do it. You can accomplish things, honestly. Sorry, I'm all over the place today, but back on topic, being able to express your idea at the end of the day is a little bit of weakness because their brain's already full, things like that. So just making sure that you do do it at a time, maybe at the beginning of the day, so you're able to have those that person's full attention or maybe just no technology put your phones down so they can listen to you. If it's a sales conversation or a sales meeting, totally get it if you don't want to ask them to put their phone down because sometimes that's really rude. So maybe don't say that if you're in a sales meeting, but totally say it if you're trying to express your idea to Ross <laughs> or a coworker or something. The next thing I have here is, is sales not your thing? That's okay. You don't have to always be a salesperson to be successful. There is so many people in this world that are not salespeople. They're very tech savvy. They can't sell for shit, but they are millionaires. So understanding again, your weaknesses, understanding that you hate selling and you're never going to be good at it. It makes you uncomfortable. And although you've been trying to work at it, it's just not working out. That's okay. If you want to be the ideas person, Find a rock star who is good at selling. Find a partner who fills in your gaps and understand that those weaknesses are okay, but find a solution to it. Just don't give up on something that you believe in. Find someone who's going to mesh with you and fill in those gaps of what you cannot do. So if it happens to be sales, then find a rock star who can sell your ideas. Respect and understand your audience. This is so important. You have to respect the people that you're talking to and understand where they're coming from. If you are selling a product or service or an idea, make sure you understand who you're speaking to. And I hate to say it, but depending on who you're talking to, you do have to change the way you speak. I know a lot of people are going to be like, treat everyone the same. Don't talk differently, just treat everyone equal, but that's not the real world. The real world is you have to articulate your things differently if you're speaking to someone with different, a different level of authority. And it's 110% true. You're going to speak and articulate your thoughts maybe a little bit more comfortably if you were speaking to a coworker, 
But if you were speaking to your boss, maybe you might just express it a little bit differently and just make sure that you're expressing that you're really passionate about this idea. And if you're talking to the owner, you better better have your shit together and your stuff organized, articulate your thoughts properly and making sure that you probably only have five minutes to sell your idea. So make sure those five minutes is worth it. So totally understand your audience and respect your audience. If you don't respect them, they are not going to respect your idea. And this just goes from my last podcast when I was talking about just respecting people you work with and making sure that you are going to be able to work with people in the future and respecting them. You never know when you're going to have to share your idea or they're going to have to approve something or you're going to have to sell them a product or a service and you're really going to want them on your good side when that happens. So respecting and understanding them is so important. If you're going into a different industry that you're not aware of, do your research before. There's no shame in doing your research on the company or person that you're selling something on, or maybe your idea again, but understanding the industry as a whole. So then you walk in there, you know exactly what you're talking about. So they trust you right off the bat. There's no reason for them to take a couple weeks to trust you. You know your stuff, so they trust you. Be straight to the point. No one likes when people are just rambling on for hours upon hours on the same topic. I am, I have a really short attention span when it comes to meetings. If it's over like 30, 40 minutes, I'm out. Like I might be sitting there, but I'm like, my brain is gone. Like you lost me at 30, 40 minutes. And it's the same thing for a lot of people. If you were talking to someone who can have a higher attention span and actually listening to you for hours, that is great, but they are few and far between. (laughs) Not many people can hold that strong of an attention span. So being able to understand, it's probably going to take you, if you're taking more than five to 10 minutes to explain something, narrow it down, cut the fat out, trim it down and get to the point. Don't ramble on for a couple hours as to why you feel this way. Keep it short and sweet and to the point, and I'm sure you'll get their attention right away rather than just adding in words that kind of just beef it up when it's not supposed to. If it's short and sweet, I'm sure you'll grab their attention a lot quicker than talking for hours upon hours about how you feel. My next and my last one, which doesn't really come as easy as it is to some, but be confident. People can tell when you are nervous or not authentic and not speaking freely. And if that's not what flies with you, that's totally okay. Be confident in what you're saying. And as long as you know what you're talking about, you're going to be all of those things. You're going to be confident because you know exactly what you're talking about. You're going to be authentic because you know your stuff. It's so important to be confident when you're speaking and sometimes it does take practice. Sometimes I do like to say my ideas out loud before I actually express them to other people because I really want to make sure I do pick my words wisely. Especially when it's an idea, sometimes there's so much things in your head. It's so hard to pick exactly what you need to say to express your thoughts, especially when you're expressing your thoughts to someone that's maybe a little bit more opinionated. You want to make sure that you are clear in what you're saying and being confident completely will help you express that. It will express what you're thinking confidently. So there is no whispering and how you speak and 
making sure you articulate your words. If you're confident in what you're saying, it's going to help you a lot within whatever you're trying to sell to anyone, whether it's an idea, product, and again, or a service. Those are some of the tips and tricks that I wanted to explain to you as I was just going throughout my day. I was like, I need to share my experience today. And that's why I created this podcast was so I can experience things and share how I dealt with it or share why I dealt with it that way. And maybe that technique is going to work for other people. It's going to help one person to articulate their words better than why not share it, right? So I hope these tips and tricks helped. I did want to add in, because it's been a long time, I wanted to add in question time. I have gotten a few questions, but one in particular that I wanted to add in to the end of this podcast. The question is, how do I deal with personal stress professional stress or how to modify your workload because of stress that's going on in your life. And I really wanted to answer this question because I totally go through this all the time. I am human and I have bad days. I have good days. I have really bad weeks. I have really great weeks. And sometimes, believe it or not, I have really bad months. Things happen. I get so stressed out sometimes because I really don't know when to give myself a break. And it's something that I'm always going to be working on throughout my professional career is taking breaks. And I have a lot of breaks this fall, which I'm so excited about. But to get back on topic, I really think it's just so important for people to separate their professional life and their personal life and although within your professional career you do show a little bit of your personal life your personality especially if you're like an influencer and stuff like that you do show your life on social media and you share that experience with others but I really think that there is a line that you have to draw that you can't show everything to everyone because you really would just won't have any privacy within your life So being able to separate those things and drawing a line in the middle is really important and just not crossing it. Know when you need a break and take those breaks. You are not stronger and you're not going to get further within your career if you don't take breaks. If you don't take those vacations, take that time off. You're going to drain yourself out and you're actually going to get behind in your career rather than ahead. It's so healthy to take those vacations and those time off and you don't have to go somewhere to have a vacation. You can have a staycation, stay home, relax, get recharged, replugged, go back to work and be a lot more productive. And if you are a leader listening to get to this, force your employees to take time off, even if they don't want to. It's so important that they take that break and when they come back, I promise you they're going to be so much better because they're going to be more charged and they know that you're on their side. You respect them and you want them to be able to reset and have a vacation for themselves. And again, whether that's them going away, getting recharged, or maybe staying home and just relaxing on the couch or in their backyard with their family. just totally depends on who they are and how they want to take their vacation. But again, just making sure that you're not an all-star if you don't take your vacation time. If anything, you're just being silly. So book your vacation time if this is a reminder that you haven't already done so for 2019. It is coming to an end very shortly, which is really sad. That is like 
very scary, <laughs> but make sure to book your vacation time and take some time for yourself, especially in the fall because it's going to be cold and the depression months are shortly going to be happening within the next three months. It's going to start getting cold and miserable again. So make sure take time for yourself and stay positive. Okay, guys. Well, yet again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I release podcasts every Wednesday and you could also follow me on a leader in red podcast. I always post my upcoming episodes on there with reminders, but feel free to subscribe to any channels that you are listening from. It helps me out, but it also reminds you on new episodes that are available. The second that they are available, you will get a reminder on your phone. But again, thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you in the next one.